everyone. It's April, and here, Tony and I are here again to bring a little Veronica into your day and also give our little small pet update. I want to say that I still have Miss Marple. I'm going to be keeping Miss Marple. The good news is, is that her blood work and everything came back perfect. For a dog that's lived on the streets as long as she's had and the tough time she's had, she's in pretty good shape. Now, the shelters had mentioned that they thought she had cancer, but this really good vet that I'm going to said, ah, no, she does not have cancer. What happened when over the weekend, um, the cats were chasing each other in my office, and I was at my computer, and she was in a bed on my desk. She started to chase the cats. Now, the cats can jump off the desk without a problem. Marco found out that, no, you can't jump off the desk if you're a dog because you dislocate two metatarsals in your foot and end up in a cast. <laughs> so that's where Marco is. She's now in a more contained area. I've got her hooked up so that she cannot get out of the box. And she's had six weeks in a cast. I was At first I thought maybe she just sprained it. But this all unfolded in front of me. And it's like, it's like watching a, a surreal movie and it's like, you know something bad's going to happen and you're going really slowly towards it and you can't get there in time. So it was an exciting weekend. Thank God I have this vet that's open at 8 a.m. on Sundays because that's where I was at 8 a.m. on Sunday with my dog in hand. <laughs> and she's fine other than the fact that she's dislocated to metatarsals. Now they... That said, that it could have been much worse. She could have shattered a bone. She could have split a bone, you know, or could have been completely broken. This was just pulled out a bit, which caused all the swelling. So she, they had to shove it back in and put her in a cast. She's not a very happy camper because getting used to having a cast on for a dog is kind of not fun. And so I've been carrying her a lot. She's finally figured it out where she can balance herself to do her little pees and poops. I had to clean out a few beds because she could not stand long enough, and I couldn't hold her at the right position to get her to poop and pee. But that all worked itself out, and I am thrilled because she's not sick. Her blood work came back perfect, like more of a 7- or 8-year-old than what we think she is, 12-year-old. So we're not sure now how old she really is. Now, the, the shelter said she was, you know, 12. But this vet I had said, well, her blood work doesn't reflect that. A 12-year-old at this stage oftentimes has problems starting to develop. And she says, and this dog had plenty of potential for problems. None. Zero. So she's a tough little girl. She survived living on the street. She survived a very long time of being a, in a puppy mill. And that's what the shelter said, and, and my vet confirmed it, because of the way her little boobies are very extended from, it looked like she's had multiple, multiple, multiple litters. And, but she's here, she's happy, and I think she's going to be okay. And I'm thrilled because I'm going to get more time with her. Yeah. So anyways, Tony, how is it over there mean today? Well, everything is going well. Um, no, no crisis, no drama. I'm loving it. I'm jealous. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. So all is good here. The heat's been awful. This Maine should not be this hot out here, but it is. 
and hopefully we'll get a break. But all is good here. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'm going to go get Veronica, and please shuffle off the buffalo and have a good time. Well, thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, we got some, as I say all the time, great questions, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Don't be shy. Um, if somebody asks a question and you want to know more about it, let us know. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Perry. If our guides come in at the first sign of awareness, when does the soul enter the incarnation? Well, this is a debated question. Um, people want to know for various reasons when a soul will inhabit a fetus in a human form. As in anything else, it's up to the, the energy coming in. Some energies come in and want to have the full experience from the fetus on up. There are other energies that may be a little bit more experienced. They say, well, then they're done that. We're not going to do that again. And they'll come in later. So there's really no set standard time, like one month, two months, where a soul will enter a body. The guides know this. And when they're assigned to somebody or decide they want to help somebody, go along with what the soul wants to do. And there are some souls who come in right at conception and want to go through the whole experience. So therefore, the awareness is there and the guides will come in. There are some who want maybe further along in the development of the fetus. As soon as there's a sign of awareness that the soul has, you know, propped itself there, then the guides will come in. There are some energies and probably more experienced that have, quote, been there, done that for many lifetimes, don't find it necessary to participate in the birth process or the developmental pregnancy at all. They'll wait till maybe a week before, maybe a month before, to get comfortable in the body. And there are also some who come in last minute. But you can be assured that the guides are aware of all of this, they are on top of it, and they are completely focused upon the soulful energy and whatever it does. They're not focused upon the pregnancy or the fetus. They're focused upon the soulful energy. And as soon as there's awareness, they show up. Because they know that there's going to be questions, there might be some dramatics, there might be comfort that needs to be given. So that's when they show up, is when there's awareness. But coming into a fetus, that that varies greatly. There's no standard answer there. All right, our next question is from Susan. Do people have deep prior life connections? reach out to each other without being consciously aware of it. Yes, this is true. If you've known somebody in another lifetime, there is a sense of deja vu. There is like, oh, I know this person. And we think every single one of you in your lifetime have come across somebody where you meet them, and it's like you've known each other for a 100 years, and you, you know consciously, I just met this person. There's no way I've known this person before. 
but I feel a comfort, I feel a connection, and I'm aware of it. Now, in the deep prior life connection, that also happens where you remember, sense memory of being with this person before. There are also those who don't consciously aware of it, but they really like the person. They really don't have the vocabulary to put that, okay, they're consciously aware of it. They just know there's something going on, and they don't know what to do. So, yes, anybody who has a deep life prior connection with another incarnate, always there's memory. Always there's a sense of knowing. Always there's like, I don't know this person. Always. All right, our next question, Jenner writes in, are there cases where aliens who live among us in human form communicate with us as though they were normal human beings? Yes. There are a lot of aliens who know clearly that if they were to present themselves in their true form, that they wouldn't be met with a parade, they would be met with suspicion, they would be met with fear. And a lot of times they want to be helpful to the human race. So they will come in and present themselves as you. And yes, they communicate with you. They can talk to you just like it to the grocery store. It could be a grocery clerk. They come in to blend in with society so that they can be helpful, they can learn more about the human race, and they also come in to try to help bring some balance to the situation. They know that if they came in as their true selves or their true identity and look, that most likely most humans wouldn't listen to them. They would be running in the other direction. Your culture has not yet truly embraced those who are not um, the same as others. So if somebody's a little different or a little awkward, they're not going to listen. But if they are, they come in and present themselves as someone who is like them, but maybe has some different ideas, humans are going to listen to them. So there's, those who are from other planets are very, very understanding that the human race isn't quite ready yet for a universal, you know, big picture moment of those from other places. But they do want to be helpful, and they do see hope for the human race, which we find to be delightful, that there's hope from other planets who have evolved to a certain spot, and they know that the human beings can do it. That's why they come in and do that. All right. Uh, Tim writes in, when we are back in the eternal with our careless, our own... Oh, thank you, honey. Our our own animal friends that were with us in the linear still with us as well. Yes. There are soulful energies that come in as dogs, cats, hamsters. I mean, there's all these different modalities for animals to participate in the linear. They are having a different experience than humans, but they are having the experience, and therefore have connection with you, remembrance of memories and actions that you did together, they are always going to be with you. And yes, when you cross to the other side, of course they're going to be there. 
because they are connected to you. And they still want to support you and they still want to be, you know, with their head pet. So, yes, animals, when you get back to the other side, they're all going to be there. So if you've had a really long life and you've had maybe, you know, 10 dogs over the course of time, you're going to have a pack of dogs with you when you get there. They're going to be there. They've had the experience with you. They have the sense memory. And all of you who have a dog, cat, or any other animal that you've made a connection with, it remains. There's a good example. Um, there was a gentleman who worked with uh, lions. We think it was called Born Free is the movie, where the animal remembered them. Years later, came up and introduced the fellow to, hey, this is my mate, these are my cubs, and they remember. That was a prime example of remembering. And those animals and that particular man are going to meet up time and time again, just like you will with your dog or your cat that you are so connected with now and you can't imagine not, not being there. But oftentimes their body gives out a little sooner and they either come back in a reincarnational moment or most definitely will be there to greet you when you call. And if you've had a bunch of them, expect a parade because they will be there. All right, Veronica, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give a message to the world, that would be great. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you'd like to know more about any of the questions that were asked today, feel free to write in, radio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, here we are, another day on planet Earth. We realize that there's some chaotic energy afoot. You have to decide not to engage the chaos. You have to decide to go inward to your inner peace. That should be the first priority of every single day. Now, we've had many that say to us, oh, Veronica, it's so difficult, it's so hard, there's all this negativity. Yes, there is. And if you look through history, there's always been some sort of negative, chaotic moment going on on planet Earth. Its evolution has taken thousands and thousands of years. You have to decide not to engage the chaos. That doesn't mean you cut off the world and, you know, don't pay attention to it, because you do need to pay attention to it, but you don't let it get into your soulful energy. You find that nice spot where you feel comfortable, and it could be something as simple as sitting with your cat, scratching his ears for hours on that because he likes it. You've got to find peace within you. Then from there, you're able to maybe let that peace sort of flow out of you and help the environment. But for right now, with all the chaos going on and all the voices and all this, you know, jumping up and down and screaming and yelling at everybody, there's a lot of chaos. Don't get swept up into it. Create an oasis for yourself, whether you do meditation or whether you walk your dog or whether you pet your cat. Find the spot where you feel comfortable with yourself. Let the chaos go on around you. Look at it like you're watching it on TV or something and say, look, this is not part of my life and I'm not going to let it affect my life. Peace every day. And find the nice spot where you can sit with it 
and sit with it as long as you can. Also practice those, as we always say, practice those random acts of kindness. Because if everybody started doing that, there might be more kindness on the planet for sure. So find your inner peace. And then while you're in that peaceful place, practice random acts of kindness. It could be as simple as opening a door for somebody or waving to somebody and saying, hey, how are you doing? And maybe that person hasn't had a person ask them that for a very long time. So ask them, how are you doing? That is an act of love and that is an act of kindness. And it will help you stay in your calm, peaceful spot. So every day, decide that you're going to find that spot and kind of stay there. You can observe the world but not be in it. You can be observing. And things will calm down. Things will get back to a sort of a more normal energy flow. But you have to maintain yourself throughout all this chaos. And we highly suggest that every one of you do. You are important in the reality. Your experience and your participation in a peaceful, kind manner is important. Put your focus there. It could change everything for you. All right. Thank you, Veronica. Beautiful message, as always. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, have a good day.